1: plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary
0: the problems with mail delivery all over the metro area started as just hey things are getting here late Now it's becoming a matter of costing people money. Special guest to talk to us more about it.
2: Matt Fleeter from KMBC Channel 9 has been doing the yeoman's work reporting on this one. And Matt, as Jamie was just talking about, it started with, well, my mail's being delivered a couple of days late. To now we're finding out that people can't get mail picked up from their houses. And in some cases for weeks. What's going on? Well, people are telling us it's a mess. It has been tip
3: after tip after tip that is coming into our newsroom. I've been reporting Uh, more than two decades now, and I have not seen a response to this story like we have uh, on this one. We are hearing from people all over the metro area. We're hearing from people on both sides of the same line. People are uh, frustrated with their mail delivery. As you said, yeah, they're not getting packages picked up. They're not getting packages delivered. Packages are delayed. Mail is delayed, and people are losing time. They're losing money, important legal documents, tax information, all kinds of things that are leading to stress from the Postal Service, which uh, has seen its fair share of uh, criticism and controversy over the past few years. But it really does seem like there's something going on here in the system that uh, has broken down over the past few weeks and maybe even the past few months.
0: Matt, any patterns from the calls that you've gotten and from the comments that you've gotten from people in terms of parts of the city or days of the week or length of time? I think the
3: the thing that we're noticing is is the pattern is really not one. I mean, it's all over. I mean, we're hearing from people uh, from from rural areas, from urban areas, uh, from, you know, all the way over to Topeka, all the way over to Columbia. It, it, it really doesn't uh, discriminate where, where people are, are having these issues. We've heard from people who live in neighborhoods who their entire neighborhood hasn't had delivery service for sometimes one to two weeks. Now, granted, we did have some extremely cold temperatures. We had some weather delays in and other parts of the country that have led to some of uh, some of the delays that the postal service has experienced. But you know those those weather delays are resolving. And uh, but you still do see some of the uh, the folks that. Are complaining and and like I said, we have been receiving sometimes five, six tips per hour here at KNBC about wow. people who are uh, who are complaining about their service from it's, the United States Postal Service.
2: And and I guess the the easiest thing to surmise from something like that is because things are tough all over in this regard. Is are we talking in any respect in this story about a manpower issue that we know of? Are they short of human beings to do the work? I think on uh, every post office we've been to, at every post office we've been to over the metro over
3: the past week, we've seen a now hiring sign, including the distribution center where we just were, 1,700 Cleveland. They need workers. And and I think that's been the service uh, or that's been the story from the Postal Service for the past few years. Uh, that they do need workers. There's been new machinery that they put in. We're hearing from an employee today inside that big distribution facility down on Cleveland that some of the new machinery they put in, some of the sorting at the end of that line has, uh, has been taken out, some of the actual sorters at the end of that line. And that's actually led to some of the backups in that distribution facility and we're trying to get some response from the Postal Service on what's being done to remedy that situation. But, uh, but yeah, there, there's something systemic that's happening. And, uh, you know, we're working on it. I know that uh, Congressman Cleaver is working on it, Congressman Graves. And there are uh, congressmen and, and women from all across the country that are trying to get answers from the top uh, on on these delays and and what's being done to fix them.
0: We have heard from our listeners who have said, you know i would be willing to only get my mail every other day or a couple of times a week if it was at least reliable and consistent are you hearing the same thing
3: that's the thing we talked to a gentleman today whose package from amazon which is being brought by the united states postal service went from liberty to phoenix to san bernardino california then back to lenexa and he still doesn't have his package and he said, "Why not just eliminate Saturday service? Get rid of Saturday service, and and just go to a five-day a week schedule. I can wait for a mail, you know, piece of mail from my aunt, and, and that piece of mail from my aunt can wait until Monday, right? And, and and I think that may be some sort of solution that that needs to come to bear. Can you uh, can you eliminate delivery on a few days to?" to sort of shore up those staffing issues that I think a lot of people have seen with the Postal Service across the country.
2: <laughs> Matt, I'm trying to figure out that route, <laughs> you know, through Phoenix could, and all of the rest. I, I could have walked from, you know, from Independence <laughs> to Lenexa in the time that that must have taken to go all the way around the country. That's crazy. Well, and, You and could I, have stopped by Vegas and gone yeah. to the Super Bowl. Too, you know <laughs> exactly <know? laughs> right. Why not? Uh, sure. Well, so at this point, and you kind of referred to this before, but I'm wondering – how bad are things here versus the rest of the country i mean you mentioned that there have been some weather delays california is getting inundated with water right now we've had cold temperatures so if we took this story and dropped it in moline illinois you know it would yep. be would we be talking about exactly the same situation I think you're seeing it in
3: pockets of the country. We're also tracking a situation down in Houston. They've seen some very similar problems. They may be about a month ahead of us in terms of the big delays that, uh, that they're seeing down there with a couple of their distribution centers. There's been some great work by journalists down there to expose the problems. And and we're sort of looking at their stories, trying to follow a pattern of what they've done to expose some of those issues. And uh, and they've been talking with their representatives, their senators. Uh, and, and as I mentioned to and alluded to earlier, it's not just Congressman Cleaver and Congressman Graves. There was Congressman Hawley uh, last year who called for an audit of the Postal Service here in Kansas City. Uh, there are uh, representatives and senators from all over the country that are that are trying to get answers. From the top, from the U.S. Postal Service Board of Governors, Louis DeJoy, who is uh, a Trump appointee, and now he has continued on under President Biden, and, uh, and and really trying to figure out, hey, what can we do to bring some permanent solutions to get our mail on time?
0: Are you hearing anything about um, the response that people who either aren't getting their paychecks on time or are mailing checks for bills but those aren't getting there on time and they're being charged late fees— are businesses being uh, giving a grace period are they forgiving any of those late fees and that kind of thing
3: Some are some are not. We actually talked with a woman uh, last week who put her uh, her tax payment in a blue drop box outside the Parkville post office. She put her tax payment in that drop box on December 29th and it was not postmarked until January 2nd. She got a notice in the mail from the Platte County uh, tax collector that said, hey, you're late, and had to pay a $775 late fee. Uh, and, you know, Platt County had to follow the law. They said, hey, yeah, this was postmarked on January 2nd. So, you know, there is some grace in some situations, but in some something like that, yeah, there's not, because, uh, because it was postmarked, on, you know, on that January 2nd date. And so, I think you're seeing some of the bigger companies like this gentleman I talked to who had the route that went out to Arizona and California. Amazon refunded him the money, but that's a big company, right? I mean, you think of all the small businesses who have packages that they're sending to customers sure. and they don't have the means to refund that money to those customers. So they're all, all they're forced to do is say, hey, you've got to reach out to the Postal service to figure out where your package is and and uh, and, and to the Postal services, credit, I, I do want to make sure I get what their response has been to us. They say, hey, reach out to us, contact us, we'll investigate, we'll try and look into it. Uh, you know, we put those various forms on our website. But uh, to to that end, we've had a lot of people said, yeah, I've tried that, but I haven't been able to get any sort of answer. Yeah. So, sort of this endless loop of, hey, trying to figure out what the real problem
2: is. Matt Fleeter again with us from KMBC uh, Channel 9 and doing the reporting on on all of the delays with the mail. The other thing that's a little bit maddening about it is that there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason. You know, I'll order something off of eBay that will come via the postal service and it'll be there in two or three days. Matt, I swear to you, we're still getting Christmas cards. (laughs) I mean, and it just doesn't seem to matter where they're coming from. There's there's nothing that, that you could point to at least in our case, or that that we could point to as any kind of a pattern as to what gets delayed and what doesn't?
3: That's the tricky part, because I think you see some parts of the country that are doing well and some that are not. And and Kansas City may be just one of those parts that that may not be doing well right now, that that may be having a place to catch up. And so we've been trying to reach out to the Postal Service, making sure they know when we're reporting about this, and we're also trying to hear from maybe some people who uh, are, are Postal Service employees. And we've been asking them to contact us. And even if you don't want to give your name, we, we've, we'd love to know what is going on. What are the real delays? What are people seeing on the street? And so maybe somebody is out who works for the Postal Service right now is listening to us. We'd love to hear from you at, at KNBC and, and, and love to report exactly what's going on.
0: Matt, before we let you go, is the Postal Service giving any advice to people in terms of Hey, mail your mail your bills two weeks early, or or get ahead on any of those payments. Otherwise, it might be late. Like we, you know, we are running behind.
3: The postal service hasn't said that, but everybody we talked to has said that. They say, yeah. hey, you you've got to mail your packages, you know, days in advance now to to actually get it there. And and I think we're seeing that maybe add. A day or two or three extra to your delivery time, and, and you know it, we're hearing that it will eventually get there, but but it just
2: may take longer than you want. Matt, what's your next step in this? What are you what are you, st- what are you uh, chasing down next?
3: Sure, I told the gentleman today that we spoke
2: to, and you'll see his story tonight
3: on KNBC at four, five, and six. I told him today we, we've been just sort sort of in that information gathering stage, sort of exposing the problem and next we really want to turn toward getting results and getting solutions and, and trying to make sure that hey we're not just we're not just out to report to be mean-spirited or vindictive toward the postal service we know these employees are working extremely hard under some really tough circumstances, we just want to help find solutions here and, and and really expose some of the issues that are going on. So, you know, my next steps are going to be continuing to reach out to our, our, our congressmen and women, continue to reach out to the Postal Service. And, and, you know, and as I said, if there are any Postal Service employees who, who do want to come forward and talk to us, we'd, we'd love to hear their stories and, and really get at the real problems so that we can uh, uh, find solutions here.
2: You'll see that next installment, as Matt said, at 4, 5, and 6 today on KMBC Channel 9. You can also check it out at knbc.com. Matt, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking us through it. Thank you both. Happy Tuesday. We'll see you.
0: Thanks, Matt. Good luck to you. Uh, okay, if you want to share your stories with us, some of you are texting in. Feel free to give us a call. 913-586-7798. Get to more of your comments next on KMBC. In a day of a lot of breaking news, uh, we'll get back to your calls here in just a sec. The NTSB has released its report into uh, the problem with the Alaska Airlines flight uh, 1282, the MAX 9, the door plug accident. Many of us trying to access the report are tweeting at the NTSB saying, we are getting access denied (laughs) uh, errors when we try to click on the report itself. So I'm following a couple of reporters that have it and following to see what they are tweeting about it, which frankly is easier than me reading all the pages during commercial breaks uh so a few things are coming out about it uh we'll recap this here in a bit yeah it's it's
2: gonna be uh, a tough afternoon for this because everybody in the world it sounds like we're all trying to access it all at once and we broke yep. it
0: yeah which is which will happen sometimes i guess because we're all curious to know uh what exactly happened there uh While we're waiting for that, we are taking your comments, that a lot of you are texting, and thanks again to Matt Fleeter from Channel 9 for coming on with us and talking about, as he said, in all of his years of reporting, this is the story that he has been getting the most calls about, and text lines reflecting that too, the problems with mail delivery. Both yeah. directions, delivery and ingoing and outgoing.
2: Right, exactly, and and we uh, you know, there don't seem to be any ready answers, and that I mean, you heard him say over and over again, yeah, we'd love to get to the bottom of that, <laughs> you know, of that part of the story, and try and figure out where these uh, bottlenecks are, figure out where the holdups are, and why all of this is happening uh, across the country in pockets, as he said, but specifically right here in town, and just the fact that uh, there was a bill. And I don't know whatever happened to it, but uh, this goes back probably 25 years where uh, – and there were a bunch of people behind this uh, – that the idea was that if you mail a bill, if, if you mail in you know your check to pay a bill, that the due date would – what would matter is not when the bill got there, but it would matter when it was postmarked. Right. And even if that... That's how the
0: IRS does it for your taxes.
2: Right, right. exactly. That's why you always see mm-hmm. on April 15th, you see those people lined up at the at the post offices that are open late because they got to get that April 15th postmark on there. Uh, and just making that across the board seems like such a good idea. But keep in mind, there was that one situation where Matt said the woman dropped the uh, piece of mail in the box on the 29th, and it didn't get postmarked until the 3rd. So right. even that wouldn't help you. I mean... Uh, And how does that happen, that for four days or five days, I guess that would be, that mail just sits in a box and nobody even bothers to postmark it?
0: Well, so, yeah, at the very least, we knew, uh, quite frankly, I didn't know how long it would take for a check to get there back when I used to mail income tax checks quarterly. um, You just knew it would be postmarked that day. So at least they would go through, hurry up, postmark everything, sort it later, maybe. What a couple of you have said in the text line is that you've been told that there are so many packages for them to sort that that's what's taking the time, which would, which would make sense. It, it didn't used to be that way. Yeah. It used to be mail was the bigger problem. <laughs> yes,
2: and and so now, yeah, it's just gumming up the works because we have so many other packages. And Matt even mentioned the fact that there are Amazon packages that their last step in the chain is being delivered by the United States Postal Service. We have that happen all the time, and we we can always tell by which door they leave it at, <laughs> whether it was the <laughs> Amazon guy or the post office guy. Um, and you know they, they're doing their best. But right now, there's just something gumming up the works. And, uh, yeah, as as these problems go on, it's just going to get more and more frustrating.
0: Is there anything that couldn't – is there any logical reason why you couldn't go to every other day service? or Like, is there anything that would have to be where one day would make a difference in terms of delivery? I don't
2: think so. I mean, the only thing that I could think of would be something like – yeah, And it's not the kind of thing that would be delivered by mail. I mean, important, like, legal documents and things like that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times those are either couriered or right. in the case of, you know, being served with papers. That's a process server that does that. That's you not know, the postman. So,
0: Or they're sent certified mail. I mean, or priority uh, mail or right, something. Right. Um,
2: yeah. So I, I, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are examples of something that would be that urgent that you
0: would still sell or send snail mail. But I can't come mm-hmm. up with one off the top of my head. Because it sort of feels like the Postal Service just needs to admit, times have changed, we don't have the staff anymore, yeah. we don't have the volume anymore, and let's just, just to save the staff, we need to spend one day sorting, and one day delivering, and one day sorting, and then you can split your route, you know, it takes half the route one day and half the route the next day, um, it just, it's not the same. As it used to be, yeah. Uh, or, or drop Saturday service or, and here's the thing, once that becomes the rule for the UPS or for the Postal Service, you'll just know if I need to get something there today or tomorrow, this is what I have to do.
2: Which would be easier for
0: you? Would it
2: be dropping Saturday service or going to every other day?
0: I will admit, I check my mail, maybe... Every two weeks. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I get nothing in the mail. Yeah. I really don't. Most of what I get in the mail are credit card statements. And most of those I get um, online. Tax documents come right now. I probably check a little more often right now because I'm being mailed every tax document under the sun. But there are probably a lot of things I get by mail. Tax documents I could download Online. Yeah, there. I just have not changed that preference. I there has never been a time where I've gotten my mail after two or three weeks and I thought, "Ooh, I really should have done that a week or two ago. It's never happened.
2: Yeah, because most of it comes in via email or some other kind of delivery service. Um, Yeah, I, I was going through that because losing Saturday service would bother me. But for reasons that are specific to me, you know what I mean? Right. It's like it's not the kind of thing that everybody in my neighborhood would be dealing with. But if they went to every other day, as long as Saturday was still one of those days, I'd probably be, be OK with that.
0: And as long as you know, that's what's happening as long, again, I come back to the consistency. As long as it's reliable that it's twice a week or every Tuesday or whatever it is, then you just then you just know. Yeah, you just adjust to it and you plan for it.
2: Right, right. Then you figure out when you're going to put in the order for the thing so that it gets delivered by the time you need it.
0: Right. Uh, If you would like to add to the conversation here, 913-586-7798. We have an NFL coach who, we had a bunch of NFL coaching jobs open here at one point. One guy didn't get a gig, and there's some theories circulating about the reason why. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it
1: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
0: Problems with mail both the incoming and outgoing. We're getting a lot of your messages. Uh, Again, Matt Fleener, Channel 9, doing a series of stories in this and really, really looking into it right now because it's such a problem. I asked the question before the break, is there any logical reason why you couldn't go to six day a week or five day a week, drop Saturday, or go to every other day? The thing that a lot of people are coming in with is prescriptions. Here's, Here's what I would imagine, is that if the US Postal Service changed their system so that it's every other day or whatever it is, prescription companies would change whatever rules they've got about it has to be the same day or whatever it is.
2: Yeah. And I mean, you figure right now with the delays that we're having, if you get your uh, prescription drugs through the mail, through Express Scripts or whatever, if all the other mail is being delayed by a couple of days up to a couple of weeks, then you have to figure that there's nothing magic about prescription deliveries, that they're going to be seeing the same delays. So if it helps, even if it means that, you know, you might get it a day later, at least, you know, you're going to get it a day later and not
0: five yeah um i i just imagine the law would change companies would have to accommodate that
2: without doubt let's go to john north kc and see what he's dealing with hey john hello hi there
3: uh yeah i've i've um, been looking for work and i tried to uh sign up for a job at at, uh, the national Postal service a few times and and every time i hit this wall it wants to make sure that i'm registered for the draft um and uh i don't know if i ever did and i'm not sure i really want to check um
2: But there may be a lot of people out there who just haven't gone around to registering, or maybe a lot of people are just not eligible. Well, you you still have to register either way, though. And if you're not registered, you want to be registered?
3: Yeah, I don't remember registering. And I may may have, but I don't remember it. But I don't know how to find out. I'm not sure I really want to look. But there
2: may be a lot of people out there like me. I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, John, thanks. Uh, Yeah, you have to. I mean, everybody has to register for the draft by 18. So, Does that
0: have to be done by mail?
2: Am I missing a detail? Usually, about that? you do it at the post office. The little registration okay. form for registering okay. for the draft is there. So, okay. I, in fact, I remember doing it because I remember the post office that I went to. Um, and I think you may have some little, you know, free space after you turn 18, but I think it's supposed to be by your 18th birthday. You're supposed to do it. Do you okay. know? Did you do it, Colin? Do you, do you remember registering? I'm going to put Colin on the spot sorry, here. Well, I, I hope I'm, the answer is yes. My
4: brain is rattled. What are we sorry, Regist- what registering for the draft? No, you, I don't remember doing you that. You don't remember I doing probably it? did, but I don't remember doing
2: it. Okay. It's <laughs> exactly like the last. <laughs> Seems call. like I'm like the only one who remembers registering for the draft. Um, but uh, yeah,
0: uh, do, Where do people? When do you normally do it? Like, I know when you turn 18, but yeah. what is there a normal? Do you normally do it at school? Like, do they come in and do a thing where everybody signs up? At the, Not that I recall. I had to do it, obviously. I went to
2: Catholic high school, so, I mean, even if there was, they probably wouldn't have done it there. But yeah, I I remember walking to the post office because my car had died. (laughs) And and I got got to get this done, so I I went ahead and did it. Um, Oh, a a caller, or a texter, rather, said they, they automatically send you that form by mail now. And their sons did it online. Also not surprising that that's all moved online now. I was 18 a few years ago. (laughs) So we didn't have have an online draft (laughs) registration at that point. But, yeah, not surprising that it's there now.
0: Yes. All right. Thanks, to everybody, for getting in here. Moving on to the story, was it six NFL coaching jobs, head coaching jobs that were open at one time? It was a lot. And uh, there's just been a lot of uh, musical chairs happening between some of these jobs One guy who's apparently not getting one of those uh, was with the Titans.
2: Yeah. And it's funny because two of the biggest names in head coaching who were looking for new jobs, didn't get them. Bill Belichick is one of them. Um, And so it looks like he's going to be sidelined for this year and maybe beyond that, but there are reasons for that. The other one is Mike Vrabel and Mike Vrabel was the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. I forget how many years he was there, but it's been a while. Um, And He was let go by the Titans in January and still does not have a team. So there's no openings right now. And it looks like Mike Vrabel also may not have a job as of, or a head coaching job anyway, as of the beginning of next football season. Now anything can happen after that, but um, at the moment he's not. And they, they started trying to figure out why. Because his record with the Titans wasn't terrible, I mean, it mm-hmm. wasn't amazing. They didn't win any Super Bowls, but it wasn't awful. So they, you know, there's been a lot of speculation about why did Mike Vrabel have such a tough time getting another head coaching job? And one NFL insider said that she talked to an agent at the Senior Bowl. Not an agent, a general manager. One of the NFL team's general managers at the Senior Bowl. And what she was told, this is Diana Rossini, what she was told by this NFL GM that she did not mention by name was that Mike Vrabel's a really big guy. And he is. Uh, I think he's like 6'6". Six six, six. Oh, yeah, 6'4". Yeah, 261 pounds. He's a big, you know, he, he was a big NFL player. So, you know, yes, he's still a big guy. And there's two things that were working against him. That was one of them because the fear was that the people doing the hiring whether it be a general manager for a football team or whatever, would be so intimidated by this giant dude walking into his office and thinking, "I don't want that guy around. He scares me." And the other piece of it was that um, that that it was a matter of uh, his age. That he's right now he's in he's forty eight, and they said you, if you get into that age group of you know forty five to fifty five. Mm-hmm. That's a kind of a black hole in terms of NFL head coaches. You either have guys like Belichick and Andy Reid, who are right. older than that, or you and have had wild success. Right. Or exactly. And, and have a track record of NFL success that goes over the decades. So they're going to be employed as long as they want to be. Or the teams right now, they're looking for guys who are 30, 32. They want somebody that can be the young, hungry guy who's going to want to come in and prove himself, some assistant from somewhere. Right. Yeah, that's the
0: other. (laughs) Notice that, did you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I just know, like, that's how a lot of businesses work Uh is you bring in somebody who is hungry for it and will work for less. And when they prove themselves, you give them a big, big raise and. Now you've got him for a while.
2: Sure, and but but just that first piece of it—the idea that Mike Vrabel, just because of his intimidating physical stature, that teams didn't want to deal with him for that reason. What a weird reason to to deny somebody. Because you figure, you know, on the on the sidelines, that would look great if your head coach is a big football dude and he's like, "Come on, let's go." That that I, I mean,
4: it would he would at least look the part. Look at what Dan Campbell said with the Lions when he first got hired. He was going to bite kneecaps off the of players <laughs> right, and right. take hunks out of guys as, as as they're getting knocked down and getting back up. And, I mean, if Vrabel's too big to be a head coach, look at Mike McCarthy, how long he's been in the league. Yep. Look at Andy Reid. He's a big guy, right? So, I mean, if, if Vrabel's too big. What does that say about these guys? Then how come they're not? Right. Exactly. Uh,
2: So, yeah, it's just it's one of those little oddities. And you wonder, I mean, is that just somebody that just made it up? Because yeah. you know, this is some unnamed GM that was at the at the senior bowl. Uh, or is there really something to that? Is that rumor starting to go around about Vrabel that he's just too physically intimidating for anybody to want to hire him?
4: It might be, Cal- but also Vrabel played 13 years in the NFL for yeah. Bill Belichick at one point. So it's not like he doesn't know his stuff. He's right. a football savvy guy, and he's coached a ton of other teams at Ohio State, the Texans. And then he was at the Titans for the past since 2018, 19, whatever that time span is. But, yeah, and it's not like he has or hasn't had success. But, yeah, I I don't know. I think it's a bunch of malarkey, this (laughs) stuff about his size.
0: (laughs) All right, somebody's asking how big is Andy Reid? By comparison, uh, and I'm so looking for how, the stats. So I check if how you tall? type
4: in Andy Reid height weight, it will give you the player. I guess right. there's a player Andy Reid because I tried to do that for Mike McCarthy and it listed Mike McCarthy at six foot 190 pounds, and I go, no, that is not correct. Right. Uh, let me uh, let me put in how Andy t- Reid's like six two. I he's think he's six three. Okay. Um, Same with McCarthy. He's about that size.
2: Let's see, and I'm trying to see if they list his weight. Is yeah, I'm I'm looking at the same guy you are, the player that's 194 pounds. Yeah, no, I'm on
0: his Wikipedia page. It's not there. Oh, the okay.
2: College. Um, yeah, six three is what I've got from Google, but they don't have a weight along with it. Um.
4: Let's Let's send a reporter to Super Bowl media day so we can ask these coaches. Yes, because that's what he wants
0: to do today. He just did his uh his media availability. Coach, could you
2: step on the scale for us? We want to get an accurate weight for you. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm
0: guessing it's north of 200 pounds. Here's what confounds me: this is NFL. Yeah. If you were hiring a coach for like tennis, okay, then you could tell me (laughs) that somebody six foot four and 260 pounds is a lot and and would be intimidating but you are drawing in theory from people who have played in the NFL what do you think is going to happen sure
2: well and even even at that I mean you think about guys like Bella Caroli the uh, gymnastics coach Mm -hmm. the the one Nadia Cohen back in the day and, and the U.S. team for years and years after that um and he was a big guy and he's coaching tiny little female gymnasts who are like, you know, four foot nothing and weigh 80 pounds,
0: soaking wet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you rather have? I, I, this is fascinating if that's the reason. I think because that's because of really, all businesses, this is not the one that I would think we'd be having this conversation about. Yeah, yeah. That's
4: such a good point, Jamie, to say that, you know, former players becoming coaches. Gerard Mayo just got hired in New England, right? But I mean, would you rather have six foot four? Two hundred and whatever pound Mike Vrabel, or would you rather have five foot six, one hundred and fifty pound Darren Sproles? You know, coaching that yeah. team, it's you know, you get the difference in in size. But yeah, to I don't know, this is just ridiculous to me. Yeah, I mean Eric
2: Bieniemy, he's he's still got some girth on him, but he's not a real tall guy. Well, the I Browns, mean, he was the Browns used back. to
4: have a big, big guy that coached their offensive line, whose name I can't think of at this point. But he he was a funny guy, very smart guy, but also very, very large. Yep.
0: Who's the little guy that coaches in Miami? I say he's a little guy. He's oh, probably Mike McDaniel. Three.
4: Yeah, Mike McDaniel.
0: Yeah, he's not a an intimidating, imposing figure. No. <laughs> Again, he's probably a lot taller than me, but he's not a he's not a looming figure there.
2: No. Uh, and, and they yeah. gave him
0: that job. True enough.
2: So, yeah, and, and if he can motivate guys who are twice as big as him, then, yeah, maybe anybody can.
0: Uh, if you have thoughts here, 913-586-7798. Feel free to get in. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll wrap the hour next on KMBZ turn this over to Dana and parks coming up at two o'clock. Um, we need to talk about the story that just came out of, uh, in fact, I'd seen this incident happen, but now channel nine has the charging documents in this case where you have a school resource officer who was seriously hurt after trying to restrain a student involved in a fight at Southeast high school. Uh, the student, um, Yeah, so the Jackson County Prosecutor's Office has announced charges against that student. Um, He has now been charged with third-degree assault on a special victim because it's an officer. Again, this is out of Channel 9. The officer witnessed a fight between several girls inside the gym at Southeast High School shortly before noon Monday. As several officers responded to the incident, the officer in question worked to restrain one female student and escorted her to school administrators. This is a girl. Witnesses reported seeing the girl become combative with the officer, kicking him between the legs and in the knee several times. Uh, documents say as the officer was working to take the female student to the ground, who was low, uh, the person who was charged ran into the fray and put the officer into a headlock while trying to pull the officer off of the female student. Oh, wow. You put an officer into a headlock? That sounds like a bad idea. Uh, at the time, several other Excuse me, several other officers rushed to help the officer as he was being choked. Low, what's this guy's name? Treviar Joshua Allen Lowe is the person who's been charged. So it was a fight between girls, but it was the guy that put the officer into a headlock. I don't know how old he is, but he's in the charging document, so I assume old enough that we can name him. Uh, surveillance cameras show he had the officers in a headlock for 10 seconds before other officers and security could pull him away. The officer vomited and was in medical distress, complained of a sore throat. Uh, He had to be intubated and placed in the ICU. Wow. Damage to his airway. The
2: the female student, by the way, who did the kicking in between the legs, uh, she was also taken into custody. Not immediately clear, though, if she had also been charged. She remained at the Jackson County Juvenile Center as of uh, this afternoon.
0: And low, his age was not provided, but prosecutors said he is an adult under Missouri law and has been charged as such. Headlock? What are you, uh, Yeah. What, what do you think you're doing? I, I just, number one, to have a fight like that. But again, this officer, um, his airway was swelling, damage to his airway, placed in the ICU, lost consciousness at the hospital, um, is there a charge in this? Is this just assault? Yes. Uh, yes, third degree assault on yeah, a special victim. Assault. Okay. That doesn't seem bad enough.
2: No, I I agree, especially considering the fact that we're talking about a crime with a special victim. Uh, that, it seems like, should be at least one notch up from where it is. So... Is attempted murder an option? Uh... Mm, That'd be a real stretch unless you can prove that that he had, uh, I mean, because you have to prove intent with, in- with okay. attempted murder. And that's really hard to do because all he has to say is, I, I wasn't trying to kill him. I wasn't even trying yeah. to hurt him. Okay. I just wanted to get him off my girlfriend. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, w- I would think that's probably not terribly likely. But uh, yeah, anytime you go after a cop, uh, the one thing that I wonder, and I don't, uh, you pretend that every school was like this but the very last high school that i attended for just the last couple of months of my high school career was the only public high school i ever went to and we had a school resource officer and he was a joke i mean to everybody on campus nobody had any respect for him and uh in he was seen that way and he knew it um so that i mean that may very well be a situation where yes he is a sworn officer but if the kids don't care and it's, hey, you get off my girlfriend. Yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, uh-huh. right. I mean, and how many of us, again, I know you love saying boys, but how many of us when we were 17 or 18 years old did not care, you know, and
0: and just uh, you would try to play the hero? Somebody asked on the text line, how is a school resource officer, who was an officer, not able to get out of a headlock, from a teenager, well,
2: kind of. If you know. take into account what I just said, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know uh, I, I don't know because I, I don't know. know what this guy looks like, and how I mean how big he is. Well, and the other thing is, if he's engaged with the girl and he's concentrating on getting her to the ground, and if, if this is what it sounds like happened, and the the boy walked up behind him and got him in a headlock, I you know, and we don't know how big the boy is either. If he's eighteen years old, you know, is he on the
0: football team? Who knows? The witnesses eventually freed the officer out of the headlock. Yeah. I just, um, yeah, this was Monday. I'd love to know, like, what happened at the school yesterday. That element of
2: surprise, though, means a lot.
0: For sure. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, Man, I hope this officer ends up being okay. Definitely. Is what I will say about this guy. So we'll keep you updated uh, and see what else we happen to hear about it. Did you end up in a place with smoking <laughs> over the weekend that we should talk about? Yes. Um, yeah, we
2: were just talking about this that they're uh, because Kansas is looking at passing the law that would get rid of smoking in casinos, because right now mm-hmm. they're exempt from that. And we mentioned it at the time, and there were people who were saying, you know, there are places in Missouri, little enclaves. It's it's not banned in bars everywhere. There are these little enclaves and little you know, municipalities that will have a local ordinance that allows for smoking in bars or in restaurants or wherever. And uh, drove over uh, Saturday Sunday night, there's Sunday afternoon to go see a friend of mine who was playing at a bar in High Ridge, Missouri, which is southwest, yeah, southwest of St. Louis. Um And, you know, walked in and was just smacked in the face with cigarette smoke. I was like,
0: whoa. Uh, and it yuck. was
2: one of those things where I just, it's been so long. That it almost didn't register right away. It was like, oh wait, I'm in a bar that allows smoking. It was just like I walked into a bar and smelled cigarette smoke like I used to, you know. Right. And and uh, was there for for the entire night. Uh, met a couple of listeners there, by the way, because there were other Kansas City fans of the band uh, okay. who drove over. So hi Lee, hi Christian. Um, and you know had a great time watching the show. And I want to tell you, I got up on Monday morning to you know get ready for to drive home, and just. To put something on, I just grabbed the T-shirt off the bed and put it back on and then immediately took it right back off. I was like, oh, whoa, it was rank, man. I, I forgot how bad that gets. When cigarette smoke gets into your clothes like that, it was horrible and i had to take of course put everything back in the suitcase got new clothes on yep. drove all the way home and then immediately put everything in the washing machine i'm like i'm not even taking this stuff out and putting it on my bedroom floor it's going right into the machine and getting washed i, I it's it's bad it, it's awful i'm so glad that most places don't have that and i know if you're a smoker i used to be one too that it can get a little irritating but whoa it's rough How is your throat after that not great and i felt even worse for my buddy pete who was up you know he's singing and playing Mm -hmm. on stage and you know you got to keep your vocal cords in decent shape and he was there for a couple hours before watching the opening band and all of that stuff so i couldn't even imagine trying to sing while
0: that's going on around you i am so sensitive to that now i just notice it right away and my voice just can't yeah it just burns i mean literally makes sense it just burns in your throat so yuck Yes, yeah. very happy. We don't have to worry about that here most <laughs> of the time.
2: Just one of those weird reminders of how things used to be.
0: All right. Uh, busy day here. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll turn this over to Dana and Parks. Be back tomorrow here on KMBZ.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.